It's definitely my distinct honor to be in the house of the living God tonight. I have been truly blessed by being in Eureka, California with all of you. I've never seen such a worshiping people, a people that love God, that are so hungry for God to just come down and inhabit the place. I'm so thankful for brother and sister McDonald, Bishop McDonald. that trusted me these many times to speak to this great church. We have seen many things in this revival. We have seen the hand of God heal. We have seen the hand of God deliver. We have seen God do many many things, so many baptized in the name of Jesus. And so many filled with the Holy Ghost. Tonight, God is up to something big. that the previous night hasn't been big, but this night marks the beginning of things we've not even seen before as of yet. I didn't know until I got ready to come and preach tonight and preparing for this particular Saturday Night Live is what I'm going to call it. How many folk you know come out on a Saturday night? And that's a good number of people here tonight. But we have started our descent. And if I was not scheduled to be in another state at another conference I may stay another until the Lord tell me to leave but we have started our descent in this revival for me but not for you <laughs> and in the next three times that we are together. God is going to do more in the next three times that we are together than he has done already in the past five days. So you may as well get ready for God to do something in your life tonight. I don't know if you are able to hear me well enough in the mic. Very good. But God is up to something big. 
He's not going to pass any one of you over. He already knew that you would be in this house tonight, and he has prepared something just for you. Lift your hands. Father, here I am tonight again. And I've not come in this house tonight just to buy my time out until Sunday night. But God, I've come to do your will, your way, according to your plan and your purpose. Tonight, I know that you have designed something unique for us. And God, I say, here I am again, a willing vessel, oh God. Here I am again, use me any way that you can. Father, I pray over the people right now. Open the eyes, open the ears, open the understanding, oh God. Tonight, like we've never seen before, do what only you can do. Speak what only you can speak. Say, oh God, words that we've not even heard before, oh God. Do what we've not seen before, oh God. Lord, tonight, oh God, turn everything loose, oh God, that you desire to turn loose, oh God. Bind everything that needs to be bound, oh God. My God, my God, anoint us like never before. Huh. Are you ready? I know I am. I just can't wait to see what God's going to do. Did you come for something tonight? Do you need something tonight? If you were going to miss a night of this revival, it should not have been tonight. If you are at home watching and you can get to the house, I do recommend you get to the house tonight. <laughs> My God, we're so thankful for every guest that have come. If you're a guest in the house tonight, just lift your hands. We want to thank you for coming to the house tonight. You're a guest. Yes, we've got guests in the house tonight. Are you ready for the word? Let's get into the Bible. Our first verse is going to come from 1 John 3 and 8. And our next verse is going to come from Luke chapter 10, verse 19. 1 John 3 and 8. <laughs> Luke 10 and 19. Oh, the devil's getting ready to have a bad night tonight. You better get your devil stomping shoes on. You better get used to feeling his head under your feet. First John 3 and 8.
We're going to read that starting with that second sentence. I'm going to jump right into the second sentence. Let's read. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested.
unleash your spiritual power. Look at your neighbor and tell him I'm locked and I'm loaded. I'm locked and I'm loaded. I'm about to let it out. Uh-huh. I did not arrive in Eureka, California to be an echo. But I arrived in Eureka, California to be a voice. And I've come to make my voice loud and clear. I want the devil to know that I know that I've got some power that God has given me to destroy him. God is getting ready to allow the church of the living God and specifically Eureka, the Pentecostal church. You're getting ready to walk in areas and dimensions that you have never walked in before. We have the same divine covenant, name, promise, message as the apostles did when they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. We have the very same power that Peter got. We got the same power that John has. We have the same power that Thomas had. We have the same power that the Apostle Paul has. And it's time to unleash it and let it out. And I say tonight, let the power fall. Every woman, every girl, every man, every boy, when you had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you were baptized with the power. Huh. And God is ready for you to use it. God is ready for you to use your power tonight. You don't have to wait 10 years, five months, three days, two hours, 40 minutes, and 14 seconds. You can get up and release what's in you tonight.
And because you tarried for the power, you got the power. God didn't die for you to be weak, but God died so that you might have power. He didn't die so that you can just keep on taking it off the devil, but he died so that you can release your power on the devil. He doesn't want you to allow circumstances and situations to take control over you, but he has given you a power. If you really knew how much power you had, it would stagger your imagination. This Holy Ghost power that you have, will bring you into transformation. It'll bring you into the vessel that you so desire to be for God. And God wants to manifest this power in your life tonight. You are a spirit-filled believer. And you have partnered with the Holy Spirit. And now you have this power. But he wants you to aim this power in the right direction. He wants you to take this power and aim it into the force of hell. He wants you to begin to use this power to walk up on serpents and scorpions. And he wants you to use this power to be over all the power of the enemy. God didn't call you to a life of defeat but he called you to a life of power a life of purpose and a life of victory are you hearing me tonight God have called you to a life where you will go from glory to glory and from strength to strength from power to more power God is bringing you to a place that you understand what you have I don't care how much ammo you have. I don't care if you got enough power to take the world down. If you never bring it out, it's no good. The power that you have on the inside of you is only good if you get up and unleash it. In other words, like the old song goes, you've got to use what you got. Why do you have the power if you're not going to get up and use it? Hell is betting on you just talking about the power, dreaming about the power, but he doesn't want you to get up and unleash the power because he knows that when you get up and unleash the power, he is going to be in trouble. God desires for this church. And I don't care how many devils I fight tonight. I'm stumping on every single one of them. God desires for this church. To be into such a position of power. And releasing of the power. That he will make your name a reference point in hell. He wants this church. I'm not talking about the church down the street. I'm not talking about the church two miles from here. But God has an eternal. 
in hell. Look what the Bible says in Acts chapter 19 and verse 15. These were two men that had their name as a point of reference in hell. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Why did he know Jesus? Jesus had been releasing and unleashing that power on him. Jesus, I know. By the time you get through unleashing your power upon hell, they're going to know your name. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? In this particular scripture, there were seven sons and one skeva. And they were trying to release the power of Jesus and Paul. I adjure thee by Paul and Jesus. See, you can't use somebody else's power. You can only unleash a power that you have. You can't unleash your pastor's power. Your neighbor's power, your brother or your sister's power, you have to get up and unleash the power that you have. Every single person must have their own power. You can't hide behind somebody else's power. It's time to stop relying on our pastors alone, our mamas and our dads alone, and our sisters and our brothers alone. It's a good thing that we can partner with them, but we have to get up and have our own power that we unleash against hell. You've got to use what you got. I knew I was running with this word. This church is destined for a new day. You're destined for a new hour and a new moment. It doesn't really matter what you have. I don't care if you're a five-year-old girl or boy in this house. You can get up and unleash a power on hell that will make Satan tremble. See, we're stepping into something this Saturday night. We are standing on the front line facing hell. But we're not facing hell without power. We are facing hell with the very same power that caused Jesus to come out the tomb. And we have the name. We have God's spirit. We have God's anointing. But we have to do something with this power. Just holding the power, cheeking the power, doesn't get the job done. We have to get up and unleash the power. Every single person in this city needs to feel the power of God that's on the inside of you. God is ready for this church to see tremendous impact. In this city. God is ready for this church to see mighty deliverances and conversions on a daily basis. 
why he filled you with the power. And he says, I need you to get up and release this power. The power that you have on the inside of you is divine in nature. It's supernatural in nature. It's the power that hung the sun up today. It's the power that makes the wind to blow. It's the power that gives you the seeing in your eyes, the speaking in your mouth, the hearing in your ears, and the stepping in your feet. It is the very same power that gives you the breath that you breathe. He said, I need you to release this power. God says, I've given you some power, and I need you to do something with it. We're moving into this new season. There are some things that are dying in us. There are some elementary things that are dying in our lives so that we can come into this fullness of what God has for us. God has a strategy. He has a plan. God is creative. And he's up to something so big that it was going to stagger your imagination. God is going to touch each and every one of us in this house tonight, possibly in different ways. But I don't care which way God touch us tonight. It makes me no different. The only thing I'm concerned about is the outcome. And that's you unleashing your power. When you unleash the power, you are unleashing authority. When you unleash the power, the enemy understands that you know who you are in Christ. When you unleash the power, there are going to be people that are going to be drawn to God when they get in your presence. When you unleash the power, your schools are going to change. Your workplace is going to change. Everything about the city of Eureka is about to change because of the Pentecostal church of Eureka. Today, this world is reeling under the force of Satan. Fear has taken hold of people. Daniel said in Daniel 12 and 4, people are running to and fro and they don't know what to do. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell us that the world needs a solution. But the solution is not in man. The solution is in God. And when we are filled with God and unleash the power of God, we become the answer for the world today. We have to realize that this power is no small power. Let me tell you what Colossians said. Colossians said in Colossians 1 and 17, the power that's on the inside of you is before all things, and by him all things consist. Colossians 2 and 10 says you are complete in this power, which is the head of every principality and power. Colossians 1 and 15 and 19 says he is preeminent. By him all things were created. I'm telling you what you have on the inside of you. This invisible power will be made visible when you unleash it. This power is over dominions. It's over all authorities. He's the head of the body. He's the head of the church. And all the fullness dwells in him. 
He is preeminent. That means he surpasses all others. He is distinguished. He is the greatest. He is superior. And hell wants you to be blind to what you have. But Ephesians 1 and 18 said your eyes of your understanding is going to be open tonight. He's going to enlighten you with the hope of the calling of the power that is on the inside of you. And it's working in you mightily. This power of God is far above any principality and power. That's why the enemy cannot stop you. What you read about in Ephesians chapter number 6, these rulers and these powers and these dark forces, they have no dominion over you because of the power that's on the inside of you. What are you going to do with this power? He's so powerful and so mighty when we simply speak his name. The Bible says demons and devils begin to tremble. And every knee shall bow at the name of this power. What are you going to do with it? And you thought it was just some toy in a cracker jack box. I didn't arrive in Eureka, California. Just because I have some friends. But I arrived in Eureka, California with an assignment from God. God is moving us out of the dimensions where we were on a lower level. And you notice that I say, said where we were. I was in those dimensions as well. He's even taken me to another place in him. He's moving us to a higher dimension. And he's given us greater authority. You have to realize the power that's on the inside of you is the mighty God, according to Isaiah 9 and 6. The power that's on the inside of you is the everlasting God, according to Isaiah 40 and 28. The power that's on the inside of you is the one true and living God, according to 1 John 5 and 20. The power that's on the inside of you is your God and your Savior, according to Isaiah 54 and 5. The power that's on the inside of you is mighty, and he's almighty. He is the one who is, which was, and is to come. Revelations 1 and 8. The power that's on the inside of you that you're getting ready to unleash tonight is the creator of all things, according to Colossians 1 and 16. The power that's on the inside of you upholds all things according to Hebrews 1 and 13. The power that's on the inside of you is the beginning and the ending, the alpha and the omega. According to Revelations 1 and 8. Revelations 1 and 17 said this power is the first and the last. According to 1 John 1 and 2, this power is life. John 1 and 1 said he's the word. And he's the word of God that is eternally, eternal and lasts forever. What you going to do with this power? He is the one that said, behold, I give you this power over the enemy. 
He tells you who he is so that you can get up and become who you are supposed to be. If he is the first and the last, then you have the ability upon earth to have a first saying and a last saying. If he can create, you can create. We are made in his image. The reason why you have the ability to speak, because God wants to use your mouth to create some things and to stop something, to begin some things and to end something by the power that's invested in you as you release it. Follow me tonight. What are you going to do with the power? Our world, we have multitudes of people that are held hostage and tied down by the devil. The scripture says the son of man was revealed to destroy the works of the devil. Then what did you get the Holy Ghost for? Woo! Somebody. What did you get the Holy Ghost for? If Jesus Christ was revealed to destroy the works of the devil, then we have been revealed to destroy the works of the devil as well. There are people right now under the sound of my voice. You have been dealing with depression so long, you have thought that it was going to be a way of life for you forever. But by the authority of God's word, I bind you, O foul spirit of depression, and I release the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. I bind you, O foul spirit of anxiety and fear and worry. Unleash your spiritual power. You have the power to unleash something in this world that will be the answer. There are people that are imprisoned in their mind. They are confined, incarcerated, and locked up in the spiritual realm. And they're waiting on somebody to let them out. And you have the power. Some people are so bound in their emotions, in their relationship, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, socially. And we have this power. For this purpose, we've been manifested in the world. God didn't just come just to treat and tolerate Satan. And to manage symptoms. The power of God does not manage symptoms. It's time for us to unleash the power. And we don't have to wait for him to attack before we attack. We have to go on the offense now. 
This church is called to go on the offense. What the enemy wanted us to do was to play defense. But as long as you play defense, you cannot gain territory. Territory is gained when you begin to begin to go on the offense. All I can do is keep what I got as long as I'm on the defense. I'm just maintaining what I got. But when I get up, and I start moving into the offensive position. And I began to recognize who I am in the spirit. And I realized that there's a power on the inside of me that can stop all the power of hell. But it's going to begin here in your mind. Do you believe what I'm saying to you tonight? What are you dealing with? What are you confronting tonight? I've given you enough biblical scriptures that you can get up and start speaking something different over your life. Uh, you can speak yourself out of your situation. You can begin to unleash this power into your family that's all disturbed and messed up. You have the power to release it. Now you're going to have to get up and unleash this power. You've got to get your mind in the game. I serve a living God and he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. But this power is going to work through me. He has to use my vessel. I have to yield myself to him and release this power. I gave you the power so that you can use the power. See, when the world wants to dismiss and minimize Jesus, it should be a power in you that is unleashed that will maximize him. We need to magnify him. That's why the scripture says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. God's heart desires that he can be made known in the earth. Many of us understand the omnipresence of God. We know he's everywhere. But tonight I've come to talk about the manifest presence of God. He wants you to see where he is now. He wants to reveal himself to you now. He wants to make himself obvious to you now, visible and apparent to you now. When Jesus started manifesting himself He's going to raise up a standard and a restraining force up against hell. You've been given the power through Jesus Christ to raise up a standard and a restraining force against hell. You can stop hell in his tracks. But as long as you sit around and just talk about, I got power, I got power, I got power, and you don't put up the power, then hell is going to walk around and keep doing what it's doing. Wreaking havoc on you and me. But God is ready to manifest the power. Jesus was not just big talk, but Jesus was big action. I told you we're in the final three days. Somebody's going to get this Holy Ghost tonight. 
Somebody's going to be filled tonight with the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to be refilled. Jesus was more than just big talk. Jesus was big action. Read Mark chapter 5. The power was so much in him that when they touched him, it just flowed out of him. The woman with the issue of blood never had an audience with him. She just touched him. And it was so much in Jesus, it came out. But he deliberately unleashed it upon blind Bartimaeus. When he said, what do you want? He said, my eyes, Lord, that I might see. Jesus unleashed the power. Bartimaeus had the faith to believe, and Jesus had the power to do it. We've been fighting spirits. We've been dealing with spirits. And God said, now I've given you a remedy. Get up and unleash the power. He said, when I was in the world, John 9 and 5, when I was in the world, I was the light of the world. Now you the light of the world. Unleash your power. It doesn't really matter if you're weak tonight. The power on the inside of you can make you strong. Romans 8 and 26 says the spirit, the power, it helps your infirmities. Even tells you how to pray. In your flesh you can do nothing, but the power of the spirit can quicken you. And you'll do what you need to do. And you don't have to wait for this power. If you have never received the Holy Spirit in your life, I want to speak to somebody who's never received. If you've never received the Holy Spirit in your life, immediately you get the power. You shall receive power, Acts 1 and 8, after you receive the Holy Ghost. You don't have to wait on the power. Once you get that Holy Spirit, immediately that power comes. What are you going to do with the power? Are you going to sit on the power? You got circumstances and situations that you are dealing with. The power was so effective on these apostles. The Bible says this. I love this scripture in Acts 4 and 31. When they got through praying, the place was shaken. So many times we come to church and you want the preacher to move you. But God says time to stir the power up and let the power move you. The preacher shouldn't even have to save about two or three sinners and you should be shouting this church down. You shouldn't just shout when you have good preaching. You should be shouting because of the power that's in you. The power was so strong in Paul and Silas in Acts 16 and verse 25. The power was so strong that when they began to pray and sing praises unto God, all of a sudden there was an earthquake. I don't know if somebody is hearing me tonight uh, or what, but you can pray to such a magnitude and praise to God to such a magnitude that the place began to shake. When is the last time you prayed and there was an earthquake? I'm talking about the power. Here, I want you to keep it lying dormant in your life. But he told Timothy, Paul did in 2 Timothy verse 1, chapter 1, verse 6. I want to remind you to stir up this gift, stir up the power. What you going to do with it? I didn't come all the way from Alexandria 
And my whole world has been disturbed over the last week. This is not my method of operation where I come in a church and stay a whole week. But God wants to release something through me. That's why Paul said when he went to Corinth, I'm not going to talk to you about enticing words of man's wisdom. But I'm going to come here with some power and some demonstration. Folk are tired of us, all this. I got the Holy Ghost. I got the power. Show me. Show me. God is looking for a vessel to flow that power through. But we're stuck on programs and we're stuck on plans. We're stuck on how it has always been. But God said if I just get one conduit in the house, an open vessel where I can pour my power into and I can throw my power out of, their world is going to change. Paul unleashed that power so much in Corinth. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 19, verse 11, that he did extraordinary miracles by the hand of Paul. They saw so much of the power coming out of Paul, they was bringing handkerchiefs and aprons to touch his body. Or they bringing the handkerchiefs and aprons to us. God has put this supernatural power on the inside of every born-again believer. And God said, you have to understand what you have and release what you have. Peter and John understood the power that they had. Acts chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I release it unto you. I unleash it unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. The man wanted to walk, so he rose up and he began to walk. Notice, Peter did not pray for this man to walk. He knew the power that God had given him and that the power came from God. Peter knew he wasn't the source of the healing, but he knew that God had given him that power. Do you know that God has given you the power? It was God's power that healed the man. But that power was under Peter's authority. You have to realize God didn't just give you power just to sit on it. You've got to get up and exercise it. He didn't have to pray. And say, God, heal him. God said, I'll heal him through you because I put the power in your hands. Peter knew that power didn't come from him alone. But he knew how to exercise that power. Peter didn't ask God to heal the man. He believed the Lord had already done his part and had placed that power within him. 
Now it was Peter's responsibility to unleash it. It's your responsibility to unleash it. John 14 and 12, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth in me, the works that I do. Remember two sermons ago, I preached a message, these works and greater. You're still under that. You're still in that window. The Bible says in Mark 16 and 20, the disciples went out everywhere and the Lord worked with them, confirming his word by signs that accompanied them. There were 37 miracles recorded in Jesus that tells us he released the power, unleashed the power. But we know that there were many more recorded miracles because John 21 and 25 said he did so many things that books can't even be written about it. But he said, you're going to do greater. Look at these miracles that the apostles did. Read the book of Acts. Peter healed a lame man, Acts chapter 3. He unleashed the power. Paul turned around and called the devil out of a girl, Acts chapter 16. A snake big Paul. Paul just unleashed that power and shook it back in the fire. Jesus never intended for the church that he established on earth to exist without the power. For this reason, he boldly declares, behold, I give you the power. We can meet the conditions. He gave us dunamis power and exousia power. Dunamis power is mighty works and exousia power is mighty words. What you do and what you say. He gave you dunamis and exousia. What you say and what you do. What you going to do with it. I told you I didn't come to this place by accident. I was in Kentwood, Louisiana, and that woman had that cancer in her breast. I looked at her and told her to get baptized in Jesus' name. And when she get baptized in Jesus' name, God was going to heal the cancer. They said you spoke boldly. I spoke boldly in the name of Jesus. The woman got baptized in the name of Jesus on Sunday. Went to the doctor two days later. When she went to the doctor two days later for the cancer surgery and to remove the tumors in her body, there was nothing for them to see because the cancer was gone. I sent you some videos and some pictures a little while back, and they still were holding them for me. I'll use them tonight. They invited me to speak at a rather large, phenomenal church. I knew God wanted to unleash the power. When I sat in that church and told that pastor about the blood of Jesus, he leaned over to me and said, do what you do. I said, do you know what I do? He said, if you don't, then the people won't be blessed. When I left that place, 14 people had received the Holy Ghost. I went to another church, a large denominal church, and preached. The pastor's wife, I baptized her. He sat in my office. I think I have that video of, that, of me baptizing that. Do you have any of them? I think that's that video of me baptizing this, this pastor. This pastor of this large church, I baptized him in the name of Jesus. 
for the remission of his sin. They may be able to show the video or not. If not, I'll show it another day. It's okay if they don't. It's not their fault. It's mine. But he came out of the water speaking in tongues. I've been having prayer meetings in my home almost seven years. The power of God has been released. There was an atheist that came in my home one night, and she looked at me and said, I am an atheist. I said, we like atheists. She looked back at me, and she said, but I don't want to be. And she allowed us to pray for her in that home. I was in the home. I'm just building your faith tonight because you're about to release and unleash your power. I was in my home one night and I walked up to a woman and I began to tell her about the illness in her body. And I began to tell her the disease and how God was going to take that disease out of her body and God was going to heal her. She got into the car after we had prayed for her and she didn't say anything in the house. She got into the car that night with her friend and she said, she is a false prophet because I am not sick and I don't have any illnesses in my body. The power of God was just released through me to tell her all of that. She went to her doctor two weeks later and he diagnosed her with a terminal illness. Immediately the prophecy came back to her that God was going to heal her body and raise her up. She took the prophetic word that was spoken to her that night in the home and she began to pray that promise to pass. And it wasn't a few weeks later God turned around and healed her body. When you get the word from God, it had better be God. I went to another church. I'm preparing you for this. Somebody in here is hungry for revival. And God is saying, release your power. I don't care who you are in this house tonight. It could be your very first time coming. It doesn't really matter your last name, how much you got in the bank, who you know and who you don't know. When God selects you and fills you with his power, you have the ability to change your world. I went to preach in another place about 25 miles from my house. When I got to that place, nobody got the Holy Ghost. I said, God, this is abnormal for me. So I went and said, I'll go buy a fried chicken place. All preachers like fried chicken. And I was ordering me a two-piece white, a large fry. I guarantee you, Sister Stephanie know what my drink was. 
Coke Extra Ice. And I'm ordering this food. And I hear somebody behind me say, hey, aren't you that preacher? I turned around, it was a man and a woman. And I backed up to talk to them. They said, we heard you preaching at a funeral. And told me everything I wore, you had a bell sleeve dress on. I said, yes, I am that preacher. I said, have you heard about the Holy Ghost? I started unleashing the power. They said, we heard about it, but we don't have it yet. I said, do you want it? They said, yes. I said, go get in your car. They jumped in the front seat. I jumped in the back seat, laid my hands on the man. He started talking in tongues. Laid my hands on the woman. She started talking in tongues. to go into your community and unleash this power. So, a woman sitting in my house one night. She had been deaf in her ears. Her ears popped open. Nobody touched her. It was just so much power being moving in the home. Do you have the power? Stand to your feet. Raise your hand if you got a need. In the house with so many needs. But we're also in the house with so much power. Mahusha Kataba. Mahusha Kataba. Mayando Raboshi Kataba. Mayando Raba. Ira Raba. Kia Shakatabosha Kataba. Mayando Raboshi Kataba. Come on, let's stir the power up. We're about to have some demonstrations. Not by my might, nor by my power, but by the Spirit of the Living God. Maya tolo robo shikata raba. Aya tolo lolo koshi ando raba baba. Mahaya tolo lolo koshi kata raba. 
come on, come on, unleash, unleash your power. Let's stir the gift up because every single one of us uh, are getting ready to be used by God tonight. among you. Mm. I want you to setting before us an open door God is setting before us an open door if you're in this house and you raised your hand for a need where are you around you go to them we're getting ready to unleash this power begin to open your mouth and pray for them unleash that power pray that prayer for them We're just going to walk it in prayer for a moment. 
unleash that power. Unleash that power on them. Don't be afraid to lay your hands on them. You have that power. Now unleash it. Unleash that power. Speak boldly to that situation. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can speak to the mountain and the mountain will be removed. You have this power. Mahashakataba. Mayandoreku ashataba. If you don't have anyone around you, lay your hands on your own head. Lay your hands on your own head and release the power. Mahashandaraba. Come on, press into it. You have the power. You have the authority. You have the anointing. Mahashandara Baba Baba. Pray, pray. Don't stop praying. 
If you're in this house tonight and you've not been filled with this power and you want to be filled with this power, God can feel you tonight. If you're in this house and you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus, God wants to touch you tonight. Mahasha Taraba. Mayan Rebo Shi and the Roloko Shi Ataba.